Hi, this is Jeannie Drisco, bringing you an episode of The Art and Soul of Healing. Today, we will be traveling to Nashville, Tennessee, to visit Dr. Mark Houston, an expert in integrative cardiovascular disease. Dr. Mark graduated with honors from Vanderbilt Medical School and completed his medical training at the University of California in San Francisco. He then returned to Vanderbilt to serve as chief resident in medicine. He received the Hillman Award for Best Teacher, and I think after you listen to Dr. Mark, you will agree he's an excellent teacher. Currently, he is director of the Hypertension Institute and Vascular Biology in Nashville, Tennessee. He holds four board certifications, including the American Board of Internal Medicine, the American Society of Hypertension, and the American Board of Cardiology Certification in Hypertensive Cardiovascular Disease. He has held many honors and is recognized internationally for his leadership role in integrative cardiology. I'd like to welcome Dr. Mark Houston. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the Art and Soul of Healing. So appreciate you because I know you likely saw 50 patients today. So Actually, I did. I know how busy. But I'm yeah. not tired, so it's good. Yeah, that's great. I, I just don't know how you have this busy practice. You're a prolific writer. You run conferences. You speak at conferences. I just don't know how you can get all of this done. Well, you know as well as I do, there's a lot of people behind you that make you successful. <laughs> <laughs> You have a good family, good staff, and so forth. Uh, makes your life not only uh, efficient, but happier, too. So what do you do for fun in Nashville? Wow, it's a great city to live in. Uh-huh. Obviously, music here is, is king. Uh, so the downtown here in Nashville is just wonderful. It's kind of like a clean New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> And uh, there's so much to do uh, there. But also Nashville's just got a lot of other things with freshwater lakes and hiking and mountains and hills and horseback riding. It's quite a versatile area to live in. Yeah, I I loved it when I visited there for one of your conferences. Well, you have uh, written a chapter for our textbook, Integrative and Functional Medicine Nutrition Therapy. And the chapter title is Revolutionary New Concepts in Prevention and Treatment of Cardiovascular Disease. But you also have your own textbook, Personalized and Precision Integrative Cardiovascular Medicine. It's two volumes, and I had the honor of writing the chelation therapy chapter. So this is an amazing contribution that you've done. How did you get interested in integrative cardiology? Your background is phenomenal. and very well-trained in conventional cardiology. How did you make that switch? Yeah, I trained at UC California in San Francisco and actually worked with Connie Chatterjee, Bill Parmerly, and a lot of other incredible cardiologists. So my interest has always been in cardiovascular medicine. But the short story of how I got into integrative cardiovascular medicine relates to my dad's illness with prostate cancer. And he was told by conventional medicine he didn't have very long to live. 
And I said, no, we're going to find something that's going to help you. So knowing nothing, absolutely nothing about nutritional medicine, uh, about cancer or anything, I started getting into the literature and found there's a lot of stuff out there I wasn't taught in med school, didn't know about. And I put him on some really good scientific programs with nutrition and exercise and supplements. And he got better. He actually, mm-hmm. his PSA went down. He had less problems. He lived for three years, much more than the six months that they told him he would live. I knew then that if it happened in oncology, it had to be going on in other disciplines. And that's when I started looking initially just at high blood pressure, which was my first mm-hmm. boarded uh, specialty in 1999 and found that was incredibly uh, interesting and started writing books on that. And that merged into just general cardiovascular medicine, which is really what I've been doing since probably about 2000 with mm-hmm. uh, good success. Well, good. That, you know, you contributed a lot to all of our thinking and taught us well, that's for sure. So you make a very bold statement, revolutionizing the treatment of cardiovascular disease. What are you doing to bring about that revolution? It's interesting that when you look at conventional cardiovascular medicine and what cardiologists typically do, it's really plateaued in our ability to reduce coronary heart disease and myocardial infarction. So there's something missing. And what I tried to determine is what's missing. When I started delving into it, I realized that drug therapy and uh, a prescription, which is what you typically get when you go in to see cardiologists with high cholesterol or heart Mm -hmm. disease, post-stent or bypass, and half the people who did all the things that were, quote, correct by scientific studies, half of them were still having heart attacks. So the, the question was why? Do 50% of people who have appropriate, perfect risk factors by the old definition or those who have had a heart attack keep having heart attacks? Why is that? Mm -hmm. And what I found is a lot of stuff was missing. And what was missing was an understanding of the real pathophysiology of cardiovascular disease. You've heard me say this multiple times. It's becoming a mantra out there that people are probably Mm -hmm. tired of hearing, but It relates to what the vascular system does when it's uh, assaulted Mm -hmm. by environmental insults, whether it's dietary, heavy metals, whatever. And it's called three finite responses, which are inflammation, oxidative stress, and immune vascular dysfunction. Mm -hmm. That's all the heart and blood vessels can do. It doesn't matter what the insult is. That's the finite three responses. And we learned how to measure those. Uh, address the underlying reasons they got there, and then start a treatment program to reverse what caused it, but also take care of preventing it in the future. Boy, you know, it sounds so simplistic, but it's so elegant. And to be curious about it and to really rediscover your love and your passion for cardiovascular health, that's an amazing journey. So you say that uh, complete functional and metabolic reevaluation needs to occur. Tell us what that means to you. We have developed in the Hypertension Institute in Nashville a series of extensive blood tests, uh, genetic testing, non-invasive cardiovascular testing that identify people really early in their risk for coronary heart disease and myocardial infarction. And when you get all that data, you can... (laughs) very astutely design a personal 
and literally precision program that will change the gene expression, reduce uh, all the three finite responses that turn off all the downstream biochemical and metabolic effects that induce uh, coronary heart disease and myocardial infarction. And it's a very comprehensive program. We, we do consultations literally from all over the world. Mm-hmm. People come in for a, I call it a two-day virtual mm-hmm. autopsy. Mm-hmm where they go through all these tests and they leave there with a very sophisticated program. And then we do a one-year follow-up with telemedicine and tweak it until we get everything corrected by following up all the tests to see if we were making an impact on their risk factors. Well, when I treated patients at KU Medical Center using your guidepost, I was reversing abnormalities like calcium scores, cholesterol measures, so on and so forth which is a whole nother story we'll get to with the cholesterol. But the cardiologists were often dismissive of this, the way that I approached it. Have you seen a shift in this thinking among conventional cardiologists, or is this pretty much still the same story? There is a shifting going on, but it's primarily in those who have taken courses either through A4M, MMI, or maybe IFM or some other organizations where we teach this to conventional cardiologists. Right now, we have retrained, I'm going to guess, close to 50 interventional cardiologists in one of these uh, different seminars who have literally dropped out of interventional cardiology mm-hmm. and gone into what I would call a you know functional medicine or metabolic or integrative cardiovascular medicine. And they're all seeing the th- same kind of changes you and I have seen. You know, five years ago, Jeannie, we, most cardiologists and radiologists would say you can't get rid of coronary artery calcium mm-hmm. and you really can't have an impact on plaque uh, regression in, in these patients. Well, I can tell you, and you've seen it as well, I can reduce coronary artery calcium. And within two years, I've got it going down. Mm-hmm. And we've also got people who have had catheterizations done you know, two to three years after the program started for some reason, and we're seeing plaque reduction as mm-hmm. well, either by catheterization, by MRI, or by CTA. So we know that you can reverse plaque using uh, the program that we put together. That's exciting. So let's start at the endothelium. And for our listeners, that's the lining of the blood vessels. And I think you have made this complex topic very understandable. What do you do to preserve function and reverse dysfunction at the endothelium? To put it very simply, the endothelial lining, which is what separates all the blood elements from the muscle that's in your blood vessels, the arteries specifically, because endothelium is most important in arteries, not veins. And the arteries in your body are the same. It doesn't matter where they are. Brain, heart, legs, they're all the same is regarding how they function, how they work, and how they respond to those three finite responses. So the endothelium is like an air traffic control system. It sees what's coming in, Mm -hmm. and it directs the traffic, decides what's bad and what's good, and then has a response to that to either defend the artery from what I would call bad insults and to direct appropriate responses to give the vascular system a healthy response. And one of the things that it makes is called nitric oxide, Mm -hmm. which is what 
won the Nobel Prize in 1996. And nitric oxide is the antithesis of atherosclerosis. It reverses coronary heart disease and atherosclerosis. It reverses the three finite responses, dilates the arteries. Everything you want to happen in your vascular and heart system is improved with nitric oxide. And that's where the rubber meets the road. That's what the endothelium does primarily, although it does a lot of other things as well. So we try to maintain what I call endothelial balance and health by promoting the good pieces of what the endothelium does and suppressing what could be a bad response to those finite responses. Oh, that's great. Thank you. So you very clearly show how oxidative stress, inflammation, and autoimmune dysfunction creates disease of the vascular system. Can you tell people what they might be doing in their everyday lives to promote this dysfunction? Almost 100% of the time, we figure out what's causing the three finite responses through all the testing we do. And that's really the key because Everybody has either a reason or multiple reasons that the vascular system is under those types of inflammatory oxidative stress or immune responses. Once you find the cause or causes, you remove them, whether it's a heavy metal, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, insulin resistance, whatever it happens to be. And once you remove the insults, you try to mitigate all the downstream responses that occur from that. Because once you start that domino effect in the artery, it's very difficult to disrupt it unless you know how to do it, number one. But try to catch all this early in the system because if you wait too late, a lot of the damage has been done and it's harder to reverse it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I like about your practice is you start with that individual, their lifestyle, their diet, and you use natural products preferentially over pharmaceutical drugs. You use the pharmaceuticals when needed, but can you tell us what some of these interventions might look like? Certainly. We have different programs uh, for the heart, for example, depending on what we find. So if we find you know, coronary heart disease as measured by calcium score or actual plaque, or we find uh, endothelial dysfunction, then there's a very specific list of nutritional guidelines and supplements that we would give. And depending on the severity and risk factors, we may or may not give a pharmacologic agent. For example, if you had endothelial dysfunction, the two best treatments for that without overwhelming them with a lot of supplements is a very special form of coenzyme Q10 It's called MitoQ, which is uh, made in New Zealand, and it concentrates a thousand-fold in vascular tissue in the heart, more so than regular coenzyme Q10. And the other one is uh, beet extracts, and there's various forms of this on the market. The one that we use is a professional brand uh, called Neo40, Mm -hmm. and we use it primarily because we have clinical trials that we've conducted in the Hypertension Institute that show you can actually reverse endothelial dysfunction and raise nitric oxide levels almost immediately. But within probably three to six months, not only does endothelial function get better, but you also improve arterial elasticity and make the stiffness in the arteries go away, which actually lowers blood pressure and reduces heart attack risk. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I don't know if there's any cardiovascular drug that could do that. 
there, mm-hmm. we haven't found any uh, to date. Uh, there's some that, you know, may assist in that regard, but we've tried those and, and they really don't work as quickly or as dramatically as those two nutrients do. Yeah. You get the, the energetics better and you get the elasticity yeah. improved. Right. And, and then if you have actual calcium score that's high in your coronary arteries or you have actual plaque in the arteries, we have another whole program that actually can reverse the plaque. We use omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin K2, MK7, mm-hmm. kaolic garlic, uh, curcumin, quercetin, and of course we use the Neo40 and the MitoQ in that setting as well. But on that regimen, we've been able to reverse plaque and improve calcium score over time. Yeah, I think that's so exciting, that type of news. Well, you are an expert in hypertension, and one of your board certifications is in hypertension. And I think you also have a certification in hypertensive cardiovascular disease. How do you evaluate and treat your patients with hypertension? The very first thing we do is get a 24-hour ambulatory blood pressure monitor to document how severe the blood pressure is, what the patterns are, what's called dipping and non-dipping status, what's their nighttime blood pressure, um, do they have what is called lability with up and down readings, uh, morning surges. And the only way you can identify all of those different modalities is with a 24-hour blood pressure monitor. Office readings are wonderful, but they don't allow you to direct your therapy appropriately. Home blood pressures don't either. Mm. You just have to do this. It's a standard of care that is dramatically documented and proven. And it has to be done. There's just no other way to get around it. So, And then we do what I call non-invasive vascular testing. And those are things that measure endothelial function, arterial elasticity. We look at uh, cardiac function with a 2D echo, see if you have enlarged heart valve dysfunction. Uh, there's tests that measure uh, an index that looks at arterial stiffness. It's called augmentation index. And we put all these tests together. There's about 20 different non-invasive tests we do. And when I get that, I can tell you within <laughs> three years of your vascular age, what mm. your biological age actually is. And then I can design a program very specific for everything we find. That's the only way you can do this. You can't, you can't figure out what drug to give. Mm-hmm. when to give them, et cetera. And then we add to that, very important, which most centers don't even do, is micronutrient testing mm-hmm. and cardiovascular genetic testing and gene expression testing. Those three, uh, out on top of everything else I just mentioned, are the keys that give you this amazing total body approach that allows you to literally stop dead in its tracks cardiovascular disease, and even reverse it, um, both heart failure as well as plaque, coronary mm-hmm. heart disease. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just like a recipe, like some, a lot of cardiologists have this recipe that they use for everybody, but this is truly personalized, individualized cardiology, which is so exciting. Yeah, I'll give you an example uh, on the hypertension side. Uh, I have patients that come in here from all over the world in some of the major medical institutions in the United States, having seen hypertension specialists, cardiologists, they're on five different antihypertensive <laughs> drugs. Yeah. And I said, well, did you ever have your genetics 
tested. And they said, well, no, why should I? I said, well, because <laughs> you have what's called resistant hypertension. That means you are on more than three drugs. Your pressure is still 140 over 90 or greater, and you're not controlled. So there's something that's not being tested. What is it? Well, when you do the genetics in hypertension, in those patients, 100% of them so far that I've tested, you'll find a gene that is not being appropriately treated with either the drug or the nutrient. And we can literally get the people off five drugs down to one drug that's appropriate for that genetic problem. Oh, and you know they feel so much better, too. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Side effects are horrendous when you're on five drugs. Oh, Absolutely. So there's a lot of controversy now about cholesterol. I mean, some people say, oh, it's not important. And other people say it's, you know, the linchpin. So what are your thoughts on dyslipidemia or abnormal cholesterol? I think the key to understanding dyslipidemia is to re return it. And the term that I use is dyslipidemic-induced cardiovascular disease. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different concept than saying, dyslipidemia is a problem. The lipids themselves can be a problem, but what's more important is what they do. Mm -hmm. And when you have dense, which is very small LDL cholesterol, uh, and you have a large number of them, it's called LDL particle number. Those two issues are the piece of dyslipidemia that causes dyslipidemia-induced vascular disease. Now, what I mean by that, and I'll give you an example so your listeners can understand this. If you play tennis, you cannot drive a tennis ball through the net. It won't go through. The net will, it's too small. But you can easily drive a golf ball through there. So think of your LDL cholesterol as a tennis ball large or a golf ball small and dense. Mm -hmm. Which ones are going to get across to the other side of the net? Well, it's going to be the golf balls. And when you have a lot of those and they're small, they get on the other side of the net, which is your, your vascular system. It's, um, so the net's your endothelium, okay? Mm -hmm. The LDL gets on the other side of the endothelium out of the blood vessel uh, lumen, and that's where it deposits. And that's what causes atherosclerosis and plaque formation due to those three finite responses. So what we do is we, we get advanced lipid testing to find out what kind of LDL and HDL you have. And that's the other side of the story is mm -hmm. HDL size and function, which is very important to balance the LDL. But it's not just the lipids. It's what the lipids do. Mm -hmm. And what they do is set off the three finite responses. So mm -hmm. our protocol is totally different. If you go to a cardiologist's office and you have that problem, you'll get a statin. Mm -hmm. That's it. That does not treat necessarily particle size and particle number. You've got to add omega-3 fatty acids and niacin and some other things to get that part fixed. And then you've got to treat what I call 45 steps <laughs> in lipid problems because from the time the LDL gets into the blood vessel wall, past the endothelium, there's 45 different steps before it makes a plaque. No cardiologist that doesn't treat with functional metabolic medicine addresses those 45 steps. All they do is address the first one, which is, uh -huh. the, we do all of that in our clinic. So you have these expanded cholesterol components that you look up and look at by laboratory testing. Do most cardiologists not even know about this? 
Most cardiologists do not do advanced lipid testing. Mm-hmm. Either they don't know about it or they don't believe in it or they don't mm-hmm. want to interpret it. I'm not sure what it is. Lipidologists have moved towards checking it more now than they used to. Mm-hmm. And because you know, I do hypertension and lipids and cardiovascular. I've been doing lipid testing advanced for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So we collect enormous amounts of clinical and research data that clearly shows when you do this the right way, you do reduce heart disease, coronary heart disease and heart attack risk. And you turn off all those finite responses that the lipids are causing. That's amazing. And of course, there's the current scourge of metabolic syndrome, dysregulated blood sugar, and its final form, diabetes, how do you approach and treat this? So the basic underlying problem with metabolic syndrome and then merging into diabetes, it's really a continuum of risk. The beginning, as you know, Jeannie, is insulin resistance. And then that sets off you know, the high glucose initially with high normals and then metabolic syndrome and then type 2 diabetes and eventually type 1 diabetes. So what we'll do is measure early on all of the things that happen with insulin resistance. For example, we always do a fasting blood sugar and a fasting insulin together to check what's Mm -hmm. called a HOMA index, Mm H-O-M-A index. And you can tell based on that where this person is in their continuum of risk and where they're heading. And then you can do all kinds of things to reduce insulin resistance. Obviously, the most effective is losing visceral fat, body fat being on a very appropriate plant-based diet and exercising. And that'll reverse, you know, most of the the cases just with weight reduction and fat reduction. But there's also nutrients that help. Uh, Lipoic acid and green tea extract will help. Green tea, drinking green tea helps. And then one of the few times I will use a drug very quickly is metformin with Mm -hmm. the patient because it it saves their pancreas from wearing out. Mm -hmm. Metformin does have some adverse effects, but you monitor those, use low doses. And by using it early on, you can prevent a lot of the downstream effects of insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. Well, there are so many non-invasive vascular tests for cardiovascular disease. How do you decide, I mean, in your trajectory of treating the patient Well, you're right. There are a lot of non-invasive vascular tests. We tend to have all of them in the Hypertension Institute, and we do them virtually on every patient because if you don't, and I found this, you know, just through years of experience, you miss something. Mm. And when you miss something, you'll kick yourself later for not having found it out. So what we do includes endothelial dysfunction testing with what machine called Endopat. We measure arterial stiffness and arterial compliance with a machine called pulse wave analysis. We do uh, augmentation index checking for arterial stiffness with a machine called ATCOR. We do 2D echocardiograms. We do carotid artery exams, cardiopulmonary exercise stress testing, uh, autonomic function testing. Uh, That's just a few of, of the things we do. It's a very complete vascular profile. It must have taken you years to figure out everything you wanted, <laughs> all of the toys. It took years of figuring out what I wanted, which companies did the best testing, and also looking at correlations with treatments and outcomes, both surrogate as well as actual functional and, I guess you'd call it, anatomical changes like calcium score to see if all this was actually working. Mm. 
That's great. And then you mentioned genomics, uh, but tell me a little bit more how you use this. About five years ago, uh, I realized that this is the way all medicine was heading, was genomic testing to personalize and do precision medicine. So um, I started looking at all the cardiovascular genes, lipid genes, heart attack genes, and blood pressure genes, and diabetes genes that were out there that had scientific validity. And then I looked at those that could be altered by either nutrition, a supplement, or a drug, or some other lifestyle like exercise. I didn't pick out those that I couldn't do anything about. Mm -hmm. So we came up with about 25 cardiovascular genes. I took all that information and I analyzed it and turned it over to a company in San Francisco called Vibrant Labs America and asked them if they could do this for me, if they could actually take these genes and put them into a computerized analysis and develop a test. <laughs> Get this. They were able to do it in six weeks. Wow. Six weeks because they have a totally different approach to laboratory testing. They can put things online very quickly. Yeah. So in six I weeks, we had probably the best cardiovascular genetic testing in the world hmm. that's allows you to treat every single gene mm -hmm. on there. There's a program we developed. And when I did this, I wasn't sure what treatments were best for these different genes. So I've mm -hmm. had to figure that out. It took me <laughs> five years to figure that out. But we now have a program where I can actually turn off gene expression with every one of those genes, whether it's wow. modalities. And that has been a major breakthrough in the ability to reverse CVD. Oh. You know, I'm going to have to visit your clinic. I send people to you, as you know, but I'd love to come see it in action. So I'm inviting myself. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'd love to have you, uh, you know, not only as a friend and a patient and a colleague, but if you see kind of what we're doing, I think it would have another whole level of impact on what you're doing in your field with integrative medicine. Yeah. So therapeutic diets, do you work? with a functional nutritionist, or do you do a lot of it yourself? I have two master's degrees in nutrition, but I know what to do, Gina, but I don't have time to do it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> so get I it. I have hired a full-time functional metabolic nutritionist. Her name mm -hmm. is Lee Bell, mm -hmm. and she moved from Los Angeles to Nashville, and she's been with me of almost two years now. She's probably one of the best nutritionists in the world, I think, and mm -hmm has been incredibly successful. We have what we call the 100-pound club now, where she has literally in six months had some people lose up to 100 pounds of weight wow. with improvements in their overall metabolic health. We're reversing hypertension, mm -hmm. diabetes, metabolic syndrome, coronary heart disease with just this nutrition program that we've developed in the Hypertension Institute. And all the vascular markers go down. It's uh -huh. amazing. Yeah. And of course, if we need to continue supplements and drugs with all that, we put it all together for them. Well, I'd like to have a shout out for all of our functional dietitians in yes. our office. I couldn't. I mean, I had a wonderful team, Lee Wagner and Randy Evans. And so you can't do it without them. No, you really can't. You can't. Well, I want to thank you for your concise algorithms, protocols, and treatments you provided in your chapter for our textbook. It was beautifully done. Thank I mean, you. that was an amazing job that you did. 
I appreciate also your your excellent chapter in my text. <laughs> By the way, uh, I hope your textbook is is going to do incredibly well. It's it's an amazing amazing textbook. It's one of the biggest ones I've seen. I know uh, they should have divided it in two. I think like they did with yours. Wealth of information. Yeah, but um, the textbook that you so eloquently contributed to on personalized medicine, we have been very successful so far in the sales. Probably the high, one of the highest in the country on any kind of medical textbook so far. I'm not surprised. You know, I sent that as a present to someone, so <laughs> and they were happy to get it. I mean, it was lovely. It's, it's wonderful textbook. Great feedback. Thank you. If someone wants to find you, how can they? do so? The easiest way is to go to my website, and it's a very easy one to remember, hypertensioninstitute.com. And on that site, you can find everything you need, phone numbers, uh, protocols, and other information that a patient can use to call us, and we can set up visits with them. Oh, that's great. You know, I'll put this link on my Art and Soul of Healing website too, so people can find you. Thank you. And I want to thank you, Mark, for speaking with me on the art and soul of healing. And I hope that I can see you soon. I hope you can. I look forward to seeing you, Jeannie. Thank you so much for having me on your program. The art and soul of healing. Thanks, Dr. Mark Houston, for being such a gifted educator and expert in integrative cardiovascular disease. If you would like to find Dr. Mark Houston, his website is hypertensioninstitute.com and this link will be provided on the Art and Soul of Healing website. And a special shout out to the Alliance for Natural Health for standing in the gap for our health freedoms.